Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neal. I hope you're all doing well. Oh my god, guys, I literally jinxed myself in the last episode. I was there sitting all cocky, being like, I had the flu before Christmas, so that's me done now, hopefully. Everyone else is getting sick around me, but I'll be fine, because I got it before Christmas. And, oh my god, was I wrong? This bloody cough that's going wrong, like, I swear to god, everyone has it. It's been so long since I've had a chesty cough as well and I forgot how painful it is. Like it actually hurts your entire body. You're like convulsing and it keeps you up so late at night. I mean, it was keeping me up until literally like four or five o'clock every night for a while. And then I discovered night nurse, which is kind of good. And then I also got on top of it in terms of getting like cough medicine and shit because before I was just using Lemsip, just thinking it was like a cold. And then I was like, no, 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 this is literally a chesty cough keeping me up till four o'clock. I need to do something about this. So yeah, really sorry if you can hear it in my voice. I'm probably quite nasally. I I can't really hear myself properly. Do you know when your ears are weird? So I don't really know what I sound like, but I assume I sound terrible. So I'm really sorry if this is really jarring to listen to. Just try and ignore it. Okay, we'll get through it together. I genuinely think I have a curse. Do you not remember the last time I cursed myself by being like, I'm going to get all my work done, blah, 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 before Christmas is done. Then I got tonsillitis. Or, no, then I got the flu. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not getting sick over, or after Christmas because I, I was sick before Christmas. And then I got sick. So I, do you know what? I'm just not going to talk about illnesses in future because it seems to be that every time I talk about them, I jinx myself. So we're done where that's concerned. I've put off recording this till as last minute as possible. It's Saturday late afternoon and this comes out on Monday morning. I normally record my episodes more than like 10 days in advance. So this is really late for me and I'm actually panicking at this point. But I really just didn't want the the episode to be when my voice was like at its worst. I had a couple of things as well that I like had to get done on um, like ads and stuff on TikTok. And I was like to my manager... I have no other option but to record this with my voice like this right now and it sounds horrible but it's due tomorrow so this is what's happening. I mean it's fine but I don't think anyone really cares. I think I'm just overthinking it. Do you know the way on the last episode I was toying with the idea of dry dry January? I was kind of like talking myself into it but I was also being like non-committal at the same time as being like if I come back next week and I'm talking about drinking do not hold me to it. But no I have committed to it. I am doing dry January from start to finish. We're already a week through. I'm sailing by. I have no desire to drink after that Christmas New Year period. And I think the second week will be really easy too. I think it's going to be week three and four that I and probably most other people will find the most difficult. But I actually made the decision the other day. Oh, it's actually really sad. Like, I'm actually upset about this. Um, I made the decision the other day to drop out of all my dance teams, unfortunately. I think just coming home... Sorry, that sounds like it's so out of the blue, but I'll explain why that's relevant to dry January in a second. Yeah, I think since coming home, like obviously going through a breakup and stuff, no breakup is like black and white, you know. I don't think any breakup ever in the world. I mean, if you're someone that has gone through a really clean breakup that has had a really definitive ending, fair fucks to you because I don't know how you've done that. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like I'm just kind of back at square one. And because of that, I just wouldn't be ready to go back to Leeds. I'm meant to go back for a dance on the 16th, but term doesn't start until the 30th. So it means going back two weeks earlier to uni to... Don't get me wrong, I like Leeds. I think it's a great city, but I would not want to be in Leeds without a purpose. Like If I'm just sitting there waiting for dance to happen, 
I, I don't know. I just think it would actually send me west, especially at the mental state I'm in at the minute. Yeah, no one like wants to go through a breakup on their own. And then to also then be in your uni city where, you know, you I don't have that many friends at uni. Like all my friends were in final year last year, unfortunately. And then like people on my course that I was friends with, they did a placement year. So I really like don't know a huge amount of people in Leeds. And I just think like being there for two weeks without any class and just dance would be like really horrible for me. And I know that probably sounds like I'm over exaggerating, but I just can't imagine it going well. I think it would involve a lot of mental breakdown. So I'm saving myself from that. And I've taking the decision to drop one of the dance teams which is such a shame because dance brings me a lot of happiness and it's yeah it's like really got me through this year and every other year you need to be honest well not every other year because I've only done it one other year and um, because it was not in first year because of covid it's not just those two weeks as well it's also just like the competition weekends and stuff like what if I wanted to come home then or what if I wanted to like go see my sister in London or you know go see my friends in Liverpool or something like that I'll have the flexibility to do that and I just think I'll want to be able to do that if I'm going through it as you do when you're going through a breakup. I think I just need to make sure though when I do go back I am because obviously that was taking up like two evenings of my week which I don't want to then just become every weeknight like coming home from uni making dinner going to bed (laughs) so I need to like make sure I'm you know going to yoga classes going to the gym keeping myself active and entertained to some level. So sorry, the reason why that was relevant to dry January is that I will now be home for the whole of January. I'm not going to go back to Leeds until the 31st when my class starts back. Um, So good. I was looking at my timetable the other day. I'm only in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I get Monday and Friday off. Four day weekend. Woohoo. Yeah, I don't know. Do I find it easier to not drink when I'm at home or when I'm in Leeds? I'm not actually 100% sure on that. My parents are probably quite bad influences when it comes to like just drinking and being like, oh, sure, just have a drink. Go on. (laughs) But I mean, they know I'm doing dry January, so I don't think they'll will be like that. And I've stocked up on the non-alcoholic things, keeping out on my Instagram because I am doing all my little reviews of everything that I try. And I will be fine. Tonight I'm going to try the Kylie Minogue Sparkling 0% rosé and I'm buzzing about it. I also just got sent some zero alcohol beers and I need to go pick up some more things but that's all for now. Do you know what? I'm actually struggling to get through them because I'm not a big drinker during the week. Like my parents would crack open a bottle of wine on a Wednesday night and have a glass of their dinner and then do the same thing on a Thursday night and then like drink on Friday and Saturday whereas I'm not really like that. Like I will only drink when I'm going out and getting drunk not that I have a bad relationship with alcohol like that because I do like how do I describe I don't think that you have to drink to get drunk that's that's not it that's not why I don't drink when I'm not getting drunk I don't drink when I'm not getting drunk because it just I don't know I was gonna say it seems like a bit of a waste but then that kind of feeds into that same idea doesn't it yeah I don't know I just don't I, I don't think I like the taste of it enough to just have a casual drink although see when it's sunny like a cold pint in the sun does hit different or like a nice cocktail or Aperol spritz so I'd be a casual drinker when the sun's out I reckon but yeah anyway that's why I don't think I'm getting through all this non-alcoholic shit because it wouldn't be like me to just pour myself a glass of wine on Wednesday anyway so I'm having to wait to drink it at the weekend do you know what? It is the best month to do it. Because I remember thinking about doing Sober October and then I was like, no, there's just so much on this month that would involve me 
missing out on. Although now I think I've changed that mindset. I wouldn't have to miss out on it by not drinking. I could still go and not drink. I do want to try it on a more challenging month. I feel like January is a little bit of a cop-out, although it's good to do for your first one to like prove to yourself you can do it. But I also, I just think it's like a really easy month to do it because nothing's going on. Like everyone's dead from Christmas, New Year. No one really wants to be out drinking. It's really cold. I don't know. Everyone's like got their New Year's resolutions. They're going to the gym. Yeah, I just don't, I think it's an easy month to do dry to do a dry month so I would like to try a month that is a little bit more challenging but we'll try and get through this one first let's not get ahead of ourselves. Do you know I actually have nothing to update you on in the last week because all I have done is lie in bed sick. Oh you know what I did watch though the other day the Rebecca Vardy Colleen Rooney thing on channel 4. Oh my god I still just can't wrap my head around the fact that Rebecca Vardy was the one that took that to court. It's quite good as well because the the document or it's not a documentary it's like acted out but apparently the script is based off like the exact words that were spoken in court so it's all very accurate and yeah apart from that I've just been trying to get my work done I've got two deadlines uni deadlines in on Monday here well actually when this podcast is out that afternoon I've got two deadlines pray for me because your girl has not been putting in the work well I've been trying but it's really difficult when you're sick Oh my god, do you know the other night as well? I was properly convincing myself. Do you know when you just get yourself in a real panic about work for no reason? Because, I don't know, like, there's no point in stressing about these things because at the end of the day, the work is going to get done. Like, even if, it, if it's not to the standard you want it to be to, you're still going to pass. Like, get over yourself. So, I was lying in bed, really just being like, I don't know if I can do this next term. Like, really working myself up over it. Not working myself up as in, like, hyperventilating, but just in my own head, like, my thoughts were just going wild. So I fully convinced myself that I was gonna defer that term. I don't even know if that's possible. I don't think you can defer a term. I think you can only defer a full year. So I think I'd actually have to redo the whole year, which would be the biggest waste of my life. But I convinced myself, I was like, no, I'll be able to just like defer the term and just like do these three modules this time next year. Fully convinced myself this is what was happening and I wasn't in the right place to be finishing uni right now. And then I woke up the next day and I was like, what the fuck are you on? Catch a grip, girl. (laughs) It's literally, I sat down and looked at my timetable. I've got three months of uni left. And I want to defer that and take up a whole other year of my life? Absolutely not. Literally three months. Like I start on the 31st of January. So I've got February, March, April. And then I finish at the beginning of May. My last class is on like the 6th of May or something. So it's literally three months with a two week break in the middle for Easter. Yeah, it was a bit of a reality check when I saw that. I was literally like, right, okay, wise up. We can do this. We got this. We're going to smash it out. It's arguably as well, I'm not I'm not gonna say the easiest term because by no means is the work you're doing easy, but it is like all stuff you've picked and like your final I we have like a final major project and you kind of are like thinking about it the whole of the beginning of the year and researching stuff for it. So then by the time you're coming to actually doing it, you already know what you're doing. You just it's just a case of organizing the photo shoots and then like doing all the editing and shit. And then obviously there's the dissertation, but I, I don't know, like once the literature review's out of the way, I feel like that's the hardest part, but maybe, maybe that's not true. I'm hoping the literature review's the hardest part, is it? Someone want to let me know? Because that's what one of my deadlines is on Monday for. 
the literature review, uh, which I have not finished and will not finish. But it's like an interim deadline, so it actually doesn't matter. So I'm fine. <laughs> so I'm telling myself anyway. Right, my recommendation of the week. All I can think about to tell you right now is Boojum because it's really been on my mind recently. <laughs> the other day, they posted on Instagram that they've just brought out a new vegan al pastor style pork. So like a pulled pork in the smoky, spicy sauce served with grilled pineapple, chipotle sour cream. It's all vegan. All I can think about is getting it. But then someone messaged me, my friend messaged me and was like, I tried to get it today at three o'clock and it was sold out. I had my hopes set on getting it for dinner tonight. But if it was sold out on a Friday at three, I really doubt it's going to be available at like 7pm on a Saturday. I don't know. I might give it a go. No, I don't know. Maybe I'll not give it a go. Maybe I'll save it for tomorrow. A wee Sunday treat. Anyway, my recommendation is going to be Boojum. So I really apologise to anyone who's not from Ireland. If you ever get the chance to come to Ireland, take a wee trip to Boojum. It's it's everywhere now. It's in Belfast, Dublin, Cork, Galway. It's not really everywhere, is it? Just those places. <laughs> I hope it comes to England at some point, for all your sake. But for all those that do have access to a boo gym, I'm going to tell you what my order is because it just slaps. And for any fellow vegetarians or vegans, you need to get on board with this. Now, this vegan pork stuff is probably going to surpass this. And fingers crossed they keep it on. But last year and the year before, they've done stuff for Veganuary and then they've not kept it on past January. But I think that was because they didn't do well enough. Like those things didn't sell enough for it to justify them keeping it on. Whereas I think this is going to like blow them out of the park. And I think they're going to be like, okay, we need to keep this on. Well, that's what I'm hoping for anyway. But yeah, that will probably become my new favourite if that is the case. But for now, I'll tell you what my current Boojum order is. Okay, so first of all, it's a burrito. It's always a burrito. It's never a bowl. People that get bowls scare me. Everything is just better in a wrap. And I refuse to believe otherwise. If you think otherwise, you're kidding yourself. So burrito, then Mexican rice, but I always ask for like half. And this is just because I think their portions or their their proportions can be a little bit fucked up sometimes. Like they just like dice on the rice and then you don't have enough like things other than rice to balance it out so then sometimes you'll just get like a big mouthful of only rice and I really don't like that like I like rice I'm a rice person rice is good for me but too much when you get a whole bite of rice in your mouth it's not the vibe so Mexican rice but ask for like half and then I get the vegan three bean chili and then pinto beans so there's already pinto beans in the three bean chili but I get pinto beans on top of that and then I also get the peppers and onions the peppers and onions are what sometimes make a boojum bad have you ever had a bad boojum and then it puts you off it for it puts me off it for months on the rare occasion that I've had a bad boojum it's happened to me probably two or three times in my life and it's always been because the peppers and onions aren't cooked enough like they're literally raw and crunchy I want them to be oily and hot and soggy and like do you know what I mean like really fried peppers and onions and sometimes they're just not like that but yeah I always get the peppers and onions okay then we move on to the next section and we get the 
sweet corn salsa, the red salsa, and guac and lettuce. And that's it. I have tried the chickpea crunchin, and to be honest, I think once everything's wrapped up, especially when you've got like all those wet things like chili and salsas, the crunchin stuff just like dissolves into it, and it's just a waste of money in my eyes. If you're vegetarian, you can obviously get like cheese or sour cream, but to be honest, right, see before I was vegan and I was just veggie, I used to think the amount they put of sour cream and the big dollop of that stinking fake cheese really ruined the burrito. Like I stopped getting cheese and sour cream in my bojums before I was vegan. So I was getting like a vegan burrito before I was vegan. I don't know. I just don't rate that like really plasticky fake cheese. I think they need to up their cheese game and I don't know, maybe sour cream could work, but like a lot less than what they put in. Like that big giant ladle they put of sour cream in a burrito. It's criminal. I think the guac on its own, to be honest, is enough, like, creamy stuff. I don't know, each to their own. But anyway, that's my booji mortar. And it slaps. Let me know if you try it. Send me a picture. Give me a rating. My sister gets the same, but she gets no rice. Which is a bit weird, because then it's just really soggy. And she doesn't get sweet corn salsa, but I think the sweet corn salsa is key. Do you know what? I don't even think she gets lettuce either, so just ignore what I just said, because she doesn't get the same order as me. Her her order's very bizarre. It's just like a burrito full of like beans and tomato sauce, essentially, which I mean, it's not surprising whatsoever, is it? I've always wanted to try the Naga sauce. It's this really hot sauce. My brother gets it in his, but I'm always scared I'm going to ruin a burrito by getting it in case it's too spicy. But I don't think, I don't know. I don't think that would happen. I'm pretty good with spice. Maybe I'll try the Naga sauce the next time. Okay, I'm really sorry if you, that was all irrelevant to you because you don't have a budget, but just keep in mind for when you come to Ireland and you've got a perfect order ready to go and you won't get overwhelmed. Okay, finally, these intros are actually getting out of hand. I honestly had other things to discuss, but I'll talk about them in the next episode, sorry. Let's get into it. Okay. <laughs> This week's episode is part two of 22 things I learned in 2022. So we're going to kick it off from number 12. I finished with number 11 on last week's episode with, it was a pretty simple one, you can ruin your skin barrier. So number 12, it's pretty straightforward again. And it's just that nothing exciting happens in the comfort zone. Now, there is a lot to be said positively about the comfort zone. And there's a lot of, um, I think it's a really good thing to, like, to be comfortable in life and to be content. You know, with comfort and contentment also comes safety and enjoyment of mundane things. And yeah, I'm not, like, dissing the comfort zone whatsoever. But what I am saying is that nothing, like, really exciting or life-changing happens in the comfort zone, which is why every so often you do just have to make those leaps and just go for it even if it doesn't feel comfortable even if it's scary even if it's just like so intimidating and you think fuck like this is so out of my comfort zone I don't know how I'm gonna get through this you will reap the rewards of it and those rewards could be in the form of memories in the form of life lessons it could catapult you into something like completely different and somewhere completely different in your life that you never even thought was possible or you never even realized that you wanted in the first place 
Yeah, I just think every now and then you have to just be like, fuck it, let's take this leap and see what happens. All right, number 13, something that has become very clear to me this year. It's infuriating to me that I've had to learn this, to be honest, this way. Uh, But yeah, number 13 is that I really value cleanliness. I moved into a flat of people I didn't know at the end of September for my last year of uni. So prior to that, I had done the same thing. I moved in with strangers when I was in Australia. I moved in with strangers when I first went to uni in first year and then I stayed with them and we moved into another house in second year. And I've only, I've been very lucky to have good experiences with moving in with strangers. And to be fair, this year is also no different. Like the girls I've moved in with are all lovely people but they're all dirty bitches, minus one. Minus me and one other girl. (laughs) The other two are literally the messiest people ever and I have to beg them to clean up after themselves all the time and it's actually infuriating. Like, I thought when I sent the first message, my heart was beating so fast. I was like, I can't believe I'm actually doing this. I feel like a nagging mum type of thing. Like, I really don't want to have to do this, but like, it genuinely affects my mood when people don't clean up after themselves. For people that it doesn't bother, you're probably listening to this and thinking, oh, wise up, like, catch yourself on, it's a bit of a mess, I'll clean it up at some point. But it does genuinely, like, deeply affect my mood. And I can't change that, do you know what I mean? That just, like, when I wake up in the morning and I want to have a nice morning and, like, make breakfast and stuff and I walk in the kitchen and it's a bomb site, like, that affects my day. I have to then spend half an hour cleaning up after other people. So anyway, I think it was, like, after a week or two of living there and I was like I need to send a message to just nip this in the bud because obviously maybe they've been living like this over summer and everyone else has been fine with it and no one said a word and I was just like I'm not fine with this so I'm gonna send a message heart was beating so fast blah 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 wrote it a really long paragraph and it was really nice like it wasn't um it wasn't passive aggressive it was like more just like a wanting people to respect shared living spaces And I thought that would be the end of it and I would never have to send a message again. But I have to send one probably twice a week into the chat. I think that's another part of me that doesn't want to go back to Leeds is because I know I'm going back to having to do that. And the thing is as well, it's annoying because I like my flat. Like I really like my flat. I really like the girls I live with. I just don't know why people can't get it in their heads after one or two messages that... Maybe they should just start cleaning up after themselves without having to be asked. Like, I don't know. I just don't understand. Like, you're adults. Do you know what I mean? You're adults. I'm not your mum. I shouldn't have to ask you to clean up after yourself. But I guess some people are just... People are different. And I really value cleanliness. And that is number 13. Number 14. I know I've been talking a lot about, like, drinking and not drinking and alcohol and zero percent alcohol like I actually won't shut up about it but it is because this year I think it was the first time I really learned that I don't have to drink every weekend like I did my episode about my relationship with alcohol I'm pretty sure that was this year and yeah I've just kind of been this has been a big year for me kind of reconsidering my relationship with alcohol and working on it there's a couple books I would like to read there's one I've downloaded called the Sober Girl Handbook or The Sober Girl Diaries. I can't really remember, to be honest. And then there's another one I would like to read called 
the unexpected joys of being sober. Now, I don't want to go like completely sober or anything. I mean, obviously I do see the benefits of it, but that's not what I personally want to do. I just like want to improve my relationship with alcohol and kind of change it from what it was from when I was, you know, a bit younger. But um, yeah, so number 14 is that I don't have to drink every weekend. And it's something I've learned and it's something I've really proven to myself. And I actually think my current like, optimum I guess you could say my optimal drinking amount would be like once every two weeks I think for me after the week mark I'm like I don't want to have another weekend drinking and I don't want to suffer the consequences of it and have a bad hangover so I don't want to waste that weekend away so that, that that's what happens after a week and then by the time the second week comes in I'm like okay I'm ready for another drink now So I think that's quite good but also I think I still have work to do in terms of like how much I need to drink then when I do drink and just like the whole I don't know the whole thing around like having to drink to go out and stuff like that. I think I've still got work to do. I'm gonna read those books. I'll probably do another episode on it. Okay number 15 is that time on your own is so important And I don't just mean, because I can quite easily spend a lot of time on my own. Like, although I am social in one hand, like on the other side, I'm also very like, I cannot leave my house for days and it not affect me. Well, I'll think it won't affect me, but realistically, I mean, it probably does because human beings are like, they thrive off connection at the end of the day. So I don't know. I think it doesn't affect me, but yeah, I can go so long with just like not seeing anyone like forgetting to message people forgetting to make arrangements with people and like making an effort to meet up with them or I don't know I just get sucked into like what I'm doing and what I'm reading and I I just forget about everything else so I don't mean just like time spent like that I mean like intentional time spent on your own I'm not talking about you know time on your own after dinner or like watching a movie I mean I guess that's maybe important too and I think what I mean is that time intentional time on your own like where you're actually sitting with your thoughts and not just distracting yourself because I spend a lot of time on my own I listen to a lot of podcasts I listen to a lot of music I read a lot of books I'm I'm, fuck I'm really blowing my own trumpet here I do not read a lot of books (laughs) I like to think that I read a lot of books Yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube, but like all this time spent on your own, you are like distracted at the end of the day. And I think what I'm getting at here is like really intentional time on your own where you feel like you're not that you're necessarily growing, but that you're learning about yourself and you're learning to sit with your thoughts. You're learning to even control your mind, control your breath, doing things like yoga, meditation, journaling going out for a walk on your own but like not listening to a podcast like being with your thoughts on that walk I just think little things like that are really important for me there are times when I can really like rationalize my own thoughts because a lot of the time when you get these thoughts and they're all a bit you know all over the place you don't know what to think like you don't know what's actually you and what's just like a negative thought pattern coming into your brain and for me like that time spent on my own is time when I can really rationalize those thoughts and really think about what what is actually causing this and then how I can fix that and it's also a time when I get a lot of like my 
inspiration for like my podcast and stuff like I'll come up with a lot of things and I have all these like internal conversations in my brain of things I can talk about and how I can um yeah I don't know I just think it's like really beneficial time for me and I think everyone else would benefit a lot from having like intentional alone time number 16 is that I've come to realize that no one in this whole world has a fucking clue what they're doing not even the people that you thought really had their shit together like you think your parents even know what they're doing and that they have their shit together they don't they're just winging it as well like this is their first time trying to be parents too there's no rule book like everyone's just winging it and I think when we're younger like when I was in school and I used to look up at all these adults and think wow can't wait till I just have it all figured out have it all together And I just don't think you ever reach that point. I think you just learn to accept it a bit more and not like freak out about that and just kind of enjoy it for what it is and do the best that you can. But I don't think you ever actually feel like, okay, I've got my shit together. I know who the fuck I am and what I'm doing. I just, I don't know. I just can't ever see myself being like that. And I really don't think anyone else feels like that, which is quite assuring to know. That like even the people you think of as being like top of the top, they still are just like winging it at the end of the day. Okay, leading on from that, kind of similar. Number 17, you will think you know who you are one second and then you'll have no idea who you are and what you're doing the next second. And this will happen a million times over and over again. There's been days, actually not even days, like a matter of hours where I've literally switched from being like having such a good day or not necessarily it doesn't mean you're having a good or bad day but you know what I mean being in such a good headspace being like oh my god the next while is gonna be so good for me I know exactly what I'm gonna do I know exactly what I want blah 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 you get the drift and then literally within the space of two hours I'm having a mental breakdown over the fact that I don't know what I'm doing in this world and it's like full existential crisis mode. I'm like, what is my purpose? Where do I belong? What am I doing? What do I want to do? What makes me happy? And I go through this over and over again. It's a constant cycle and it is so normal and I feel like it's just what your 20s are kind of for, to be honest. Not even your 20s, just like your life, actually. (laughs) I don't know if you ever get out of that cycle. Oh, okay. Number 18. Now, I don't think everyone feels like this. I think this is kind of dependent on the person, but this has been a big thing for me. So this year I've learned that it's okay to feel like your personality changes all the time. Sometimes it depends on your mood or on other people's energy. I have struggled for a long time with thinking, what is wrong with me? Why am I a different person with this friend than I am with this friend or than I am in front of this group am I just like playing up to different groups and like putting on different personalities and personas like what the fuck is actually going on with me because I don't feel like I'm consciously doing it but I do just feel like a very different person in front of different people and I have just learned this year that some people are just always a certain way you know think of like your really high energy friends that are just always like that no matter who they're in front of and then there's the other side of that spectrum where you know some really shy people are just always really shy doesn't matter who they're with they're always always like that whereas I'm this like weird in between where I really just change all the time depending on how I'm feeling and 
how and depending on who I'm with and how loud they are or the energy that they give me and I've I don't know I've always thought like fuck does this mean I don't have a personality like does this mean I literally I'm just like a sponge and just kind of like feed off of other people or what is going on here but I think a lot of people do do that and yeah I've just learned that it's okay and it doesn't mean you don't have a personality it just means that yeah you do just kind of depend on other people's energies and stuff and that's fine because loads of other people do as well but yeah I really just like I don't know I really stressed over it for a while because I was like why am I being a showman in front of some people and then literally like don't know what to say and feel so socially awkward in front of others like it didn't make sense to me right number 19 so 2022 has kind of been like the first year I wouldn't even say of me doing this as a job full-time because you know it hasn't really been full-time it's been along with uni I think 2023 will be the first time it'll be kind of considered full-time especially with changing management and stuff but because of that okay because of doing this like more as a job than it was a hobby before well obviously it's still a hobby but you know what I mean um I've had to like really reflect and think about what I want to promote and what I want to be known, not known for, but like what messages am I sending out to the world? What am I, when like young impressionable little girls watch or listen to my content, what messages am I sending to them? And what effect is that going to have on them? And I've really had to sit down and think what kind of impact basically I want to have on people and whether I'm okay with pushing out certain messages or pushing out certain ideas and, you know, notions of you should or you shouldn't do this or you should look a certain way, blah, 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 all this kind of stuff. I've really had to like think about that because obviously I don't want to just like passively do this and and just be like la di da da doing this it's fun whatever it's my job but like not thinking of like what you're actually what impact you're actually having at the end of the day and that has caused me to realize sorry this is so long-winded but basically because of that it's caused me to learn that some people are really not self-aware slash aware of the messages that they promote No, I'm not saying that in a way where I think everyone in this industry is malicious and is promoting awful messages. I do just think some people are actually just clueless. Like, they're actually just not aware. Um, Like, they don't think of... They don't think how that is going to be interpreted or how, you know, a little girl is going to perceive something. I don't think it makes people bad. Like, I don't think it makes them a bad person. I just think... Yeah, I just think people need to think more about these things. Like, I always try and really think now, okay, if I post this, like, what, how are people going to interpret that? How is that going to be perceived? Does that have a bad message? Like, if I'm saying something about body hair, like, does that say to young girls, like, that it's not okay for them to have hair? Or, like, all these, like, little things that I just feel like people don't think about. And it's even stuff with, like, having to have, like, the latest fashion or... Even like messages around makeup and people being like, oh, excuse me, like I've got no makeup on. And it's like, hot, but is that not just telling people that you're not presentable without makeup on? Like you literally look better than 99% of people right now. Shut the fuck up. 
Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I just think a lot of people really aren't self-aware and people need to clue in for a second. Okay, number 20 is the sooner. I've spoken about this before, I think. I think I spoke about this on my like body image episode or the learning to accept yourself episode. Number 20 is the sooner you can separate your thoughts in your head from you as a person, the better. This can be hard to do. But if you can think of the thoughts that come into your head, especially when you're in a habit of thinking negatively about something, whether that be yourself or something in your life or basically just any negative thought patterns that come into your head, you can separate that, like view that as something that is not you, that is some, that is an external thing coming into your brain that is not actually you speaking and you can override that. And you can actually just get into the habit, right? Anytime you think something that, say you think something negatively about your body, straight away in your head, tell that voice to shut up and be like, no, that's not me saying that. And then say something that contradicts that. You know, say something positive that be that is like, no, I actually believe this. The more you do that and the more you kick that negative thought away and be like, fuck off. <laughs> then it will get to a point where you won't, those thoughts won't even come in because you'll be like, that's not me or before that point you'll get to the point where you automatically kick it away and say something contradicting say something positive do you know what I mean it's like it's like training your brain into remembering what's actually legitimately you and what's just like this dark cloud coming in that wants to suck you into it it's not just about stuff to do with yourself and your body. It's also like just in life, like even what I was talking about earlier about, you know, getting into this thought pattern of being like, oh, I can't do this term of uni. Like, what am I going to do? Should I defer? Blah, blah, blah. And then the next morning I was just like, okay, that was ridiculous. Like that was literally just a thought pattern, like taking over my brain. And I should have stepped in on that night and been like, no, obviously I can do this and contradicted that and been like, I believe in myself and I know I can get through this and I know I'm mentally strong enough. So yeah, it's just for any occasion like this, get into the habit of talking to yourself positively, believing in yourself, accepting yourself, being like your number one fan. You ought to back yourself. I think as well, because if you start to believe the negative thoughts, right? And if you get sucked into them and you think that's like genuinely what you believe, then like if other people are ever mean to you or you ever see something like someone said about you or hear someone, something that someone said about you, you're gonna believe it because you believe your own negative thoughts about yourself. Whereas if you genuinely don't believe them and you're like your number one, like back yourself, then they'll literally, those comments will literally bounce off you because you'll just think, well, this is not true and I back me. So that's that. Alright, number 21 is you will never regret the times that you were open and honest and spoke your mind. You'll only regret the things that you didn't say. Think about any time you've sat up in bed at night, like hating yourself for not saying something or really regretting or wishing that you said something in this certain situation or whether it was you know, when you were having a heart-to-heart with someone or maybe it was in an argument or maybe it was to someone who in your life who 
passed away like all these things that you wish you had said in all these different scenarios and you will actually never ever sit up in bed at night and regret the times where you were open and honest and spoke your mind like have you ever actually regretted that and that's always what makes me think when I'm having these like conversations where I'll sit there and question whether I should say something and then I'm like Emma tonight if you don't say this now you're gonna kick yourself about this so I always just say things now I just blurt them out you have to like (laughs) sometimes it's really hard because you're like you know you're not used to saying these things and then you have to like really convince yourself in your head and then you just have to be like three two one blurt it out I promise you won't regret it you'll only regret if you don't do it okay number 22 final one last but not least time unfortunately sometimes time will never stop for you the world keeps turning and life goes on there are so many times where I just think fuck how good would it be if things just paused if life just went on pause for a second and we could all just take a wee break heal grow maybe just binge watch Netflix I don't know do whatever the fuck you want to do in that time especially when you're going you know when I don't know everything comes back to this fucking breakup but like I just remember when it first happened and I just thought I just don't know how like the fact that life is just gonna carry on and like I just have to pick myself back up and carry on I just couldn't wrap my head around it and I think everyone feels that way when something shit happens in your life like when you lose someone when you go through a breakup when you I don't know, when life takes an unexpected turn or you're just going through some shit, you always just think, oh, I really just want things to go on hold. But then you just learn that things just never stop for you and everything just carries on and you have to find a way to carry on as well and like find your new normal. And that is my 22 things I learned in 2022. Wow, what a journey. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Do you know what? I love talking about shit like this. It's so nice to be able to reflect on things properly. It's like very therapeutic. I'd highly recommend you write your own list of things that you learned in 2022. And actually, you know what I was doing the other night that was so therapeutic as well? I was writing a list of like, okay, so I just split the page down the middle and wrote at the top of it 2023 and on the left column I wrote ins and on the right I wrote outs and it's things you want to like things you want to keep, things that are in for 2023 and things you're done with, things that are out, things you're throwing away for 2023 and I made a big list of that and I think I'm gonna talk about that for next week's episode because I did that last year didn't I? I did an episode called give me more or less, I'm pretty sure it was called as in like give me more of this in 2022 or give me less of this in 2022. Yeah it's another really therapeutic one I honestly would recommend you all Everyone needs to get into journaling. It's life-changing. It just really makes you reflect on things. And like, I just think we don't give ourselves enough credit. And also sometimes it's like better to just get these things out on. You can do it on paper. You can do it on your phone notes. You can do it on your laptop. Like do it wherever you want. But I just think it's really beneficial to have this time to like, yeah, reflect on stuff. And remember like the life lessons you've learned, the things you've accomplished, the little mental challenges you've had, how you're going to carry them into the next year. It's a lot more beneficial to do stuff like that instead of loads of unrealistic resolutions, I think. 
So yeah, journaling's in for 2023, that's for sure. Okay, on that note, I hope you all enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, don't forget to share it with your friends, your family, on your Instagram story. Give me a little five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Drop me a wee message on Instagram if there's anything you want me to discuss on the podcast and I will add it to my list. As always, thank you all so much for the continued love and support. It literally means the world to me, you guys. I am so happy with this little community we've created. It honestly makes my heart warm and fuzzy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I will speak to you on next week's episode. Bye.